misunderstanding As in the small act of affection of Unaccompanied Adult with Joe Diaz is going on, everybody. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I... I really went back and forth with myself on whether I should record this episode um uh especially about the subject matter that I'm I'm going to be uh touching on today but I feel is important I think it's very important especially now um like this is the season uh to talk about it um especially everything that's happening in the news um and you know the reason the reason I brought it uh that that it came to my head was what happened with um uh Twitch Steven Twitch boss um for those of you who don't know that he used to be on so you think you can dance uh he was on the Ellen show for uh for many years as her DJ um very charismatic dude on social media uh dancing and doing all the you know the TikToks and Instagrams and all that uh and for those of you who don't know that he uh self transitioned uh this past week um and it, it it made me start thinking about a lot of things it made me start thinking about people 
It made me start thinking about myself. And I'll explain what I mean. Uh, by well, what I mean about that a little later. But before I get into anything, I want to make sure that everybody out there is good. I want you. I want you all to be happy. I want you to be healthy. I want you guys to be in the right frame of mind, state of mind. I know it's hard. I know we all go through things. Uh, I want. I want you to be honest with yourself. And I also want you to be honest with the, the people that you love. It's very important. That honesty is very important. And with that, rest in peace, Stephen Twitch Boss, Anthony Bourdain, Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, and most importantly, my brother, Christopher Jones. It's, it's hard. It's hard being faced with this. It's hard dealing with it. Um, and then both sides of it, both sides of this uh, situation. You know. It's hard understanding this situation. <clears throat> it's hard to it's hard making other people understand. Living with depression is especially for a man. And ladies, I understand that you guys deal with it too. But again, like I, I think I spoke about it last week. Um, there's certain things that women can do that men can't do. And one of those things is being open and honest about our mental health, our depression, our anxiety, our anxiety. For a man, for a man, dealing with depression is like trying to convince people that there's a ghost in a room and they, and they don't see it. And since they don't see it, they don't believe you. They disregard it. But it's still there. It's still there. But like, how do you convince people that it's there if they don't see it? So we stop talking about it. And we, we, and we, we just walk around seeing these ghosts. And it never stops. We we don't stop seeing them. They're still there. But how do we explain it? Um years ago I had a I had a a, a partner I was in a relationship with somebody where I I couldn't be open and honest about it, about my depression. I couldn't. 
because that person didn't necessarily believe in mental health issues. So how do you talk to a person like that? Especially as a man. How do you go through life not able, and ladies, and, and, and I want you guys to put yourselves in our shoes. Just like you want us to wear your shoes sometimes. Try wearing our shoes. Just in this in this particular situation. Imagine. And I'm not saying that it, it you know, there's certain things that women uh, don't go through that men don't don't necessarily believe. I'm talking about this particular situation. Imagine having your your emotions disregarded because you're not supposed to have emotions. There's no crying in baseball. That's that's the long and short of it. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, women have a very tight knit friend group and an emotional support system that you can rely on and you can depend on where if you go, yo, this is what I'm going through. You can be open and honest about what you're going through. With guys, it's hard because, you know, you know anything that you say can, can and will be used against you. You get clowned. You get made fun of, like, and then, and then you get disregarded. It gets disregarded. So like, ah, yeah, you know, well, I'm just fucking around. It's hard. So, so with um, thinking about whether I should um, talk about this this particular issue and release this. Uh, during the holiday season, I started thinking about myself. And thinking thinking about whether I should share my story. Now, I was reading um, what happened with Twitch. And like, you know, I was reading that he left a suicide note and <clears throat> he was talking about, you know, his past struggles and just how he did it. Um, then, then, you know, there's not a lot of details out there. It's just, <clears throat> you know, just of that day. They're like, you know, you know, he, he parked his car, left his car at home. Um, I think they say he took a taxi to like a to a like a motel down the road and then he self transitioned. His wife comes home, sees his car car there. So like that's weird. He never does that. Um call the police and then they they found him later that day. And then you go, oh. Yeah, nobody knew. Like, you know, uh, talking to his grandfather, they were like, oh, you know, there was no indication. There was no indication that he was feeling that way or he was in that mindset. 
and that's usually how it is. Like you never see you you never see it coming. You never um Yeah, it comes out of the blue. It comes out of nowhere. Uh so again. In reading these things and in uh just thinking about it. I started thinking about my my story and allow me to begin with this. I use the word preface a lot. Allow me to begin with this. <clears throat> um, this is a very, very long time ago. It's about if not 20 years, it's 20 plus. Like between 20 and 22 years ago. Uh, so, yes. Uh, obviously, I made it out. Uh, I'm still here. I'm still talking to y'all. I'm still here. I'm still strong. You can't break me. Sorry. I have. Look. I am trying my best to uh, keep this pod, this episode uh, a little bit more serious than others, but I, you know, I use humor to deal with, with to deal with shit. Uh, uh, how should I say this? So yeah, all right, fuck it. <clears throat> so uh, I'll say around twenty. One years ago, I'll, I'll I'll split the difference. Um, I tried to self transition myself, as TikTok says. I try to unalive myself. I was dealing with um, a breakup at the time um, that I wasn't emotionally prepared to deal with, but I was dealing with it. I was really bad. And... I I took half a little bit more than half a bottle of Percocets because that's that's what I had left. Um, I waited till everybody left the house. I was living with my mom at the time. Uh, she went out with my 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 sister in law and my my niece was very young at the time. Um, so I waited till everybody was at the house. I couldn't, at seemingly, I couldn't take it anymore. I was like crying and all that shit. And I, I took these pills. So, Yeah, I'm not saying what I was, what uh, what I did was right. I'm just sharing my story. I'm just sharing my my experience with it. Sometimes in life, many times in life, um, we have to credit certain people with saving your life. And I credit my niece. She's one of many. One of few, I should say. One of a few people that I, I, I thank and I credit. And she, she has no idea. She, you know, a lot of people, 
you know what's you know what's was crazy is that this is the first time that my family's gonna be hearing about this. Cause I, you know, I kept it. I kept it a secret. Like I, I've, I've, I've told the story to certain people, but many people in my family, um, they don't know about this. So if you're uh, hearing this, surprise. Uh, so yeah. Um, so I. Took these pills, I slumped down on the floor. And yeah, I was I was I, like in 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 I'll I'll be a little bit more detailed than I should be, just because I want people to recognize it in other people. Um I was sleepy, man. I was groggy. Um I forgot what time of year it was. I just know it was night when my mom, my sister-in-law, and my, my niece came back. And what's funny is that, like, I was, I was out of it. And I just hear boom, 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 boom. You know, you know how, like, little kids walk upstairs? They stomp. They stomp hard as shit. Uh, and my niece was the first one through the door. Uh, my mom and my sister-in-law were downstairs doing, doing something, whatever. And my niece, she was very young. Uh, she was like, wow. you know, she was trying to wake me up. And... I remember opening my eyes and seeing her face. And with that, I was like, I, I can't, I can't do this to her. I can't have this fucking childhood uh memory that she will have to carry with her for, with her for the rest of her life um i can't be that i can't do that i can't i can't um put her through that trauma so what i did was i Got the strength to like either crawl off, like it's is is fuzzy to me. It's, it's twenty years ago. Give me a fucking break. Um, I got the strength to either crawl or like stumble to the bathroom, and I purged. I purged like a motherfucker. Like you know, it was a good one too. Like I threw everything up. Like I, I wanted to make sure all, everything was on my system. Um, for a visual, you ever watched that movie, uh, Zap, Zapped, with Scott Bale back in the eighties? I think it was like before his Charles in Charge days. Uh, and like there's like a, a a point in a movie where like he's in the kitchen and he fucking he throws up, uh, and he like. Using his telepathy, he was able to guide the throw up into the toilet. That's how that's how that's how I looked. So anyway, um so I was uh throwing up. Uh I purged myself of all the pills. Uh I went straight into my room because I heard my mom and my sister in law coming up. Um I put myself in my room. Closed, uh, like locked the door. And I was like, hey, I'm sick and blah, blah. So that's the story of how I <clears throat> almost exited uh, this realm of reality. And like, you know, 
I just want to be honest with it. I want to be open with it because, you know, I want, and I'm not doing this to brag or looking for sympathy or whatever. It's just, I feel that we need to talk about it more. I, it, 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 we really need to be open and honest about it. Take away the fucking taboo of it. Take away the stigma of talking about it. Men, men aren't supposed to do this. And men aren't like, no, like people aren't supposed to be sad. What do you have to be sad for? You have everything. You have a good job. You have healthy kids and you have the, you have this. Like they don't understand like, that, that, that doesn't make. I'm not going to say it doesn't make a difference. But when you're going through it, like it what like it's hard to see all that. It's hard to it's hard to to stand in a room full of people alone by yourself. It's hard. It's hard to experience the world when you feel that nobody understands you. It's hard, bro. Like it's it's really, really le- legit hard. Do you know that every day about a hundred and twenty five people die by suicide in this country alone? That's one death every 11.5 minutes. Do you know that? Are you aware of that? It's the third leading cause of death between 15 and 24 year olds. In this country alone. Like, we're up against it. We're really up against it. You know, not just de- not just dealing with day-to-day stuff. Like, do you know how depressing the news is sometimes? Do you know how depressing it is to, to compound that depressing-ass news? on TV, on Twitter, on social media, and you compound that with what you're going through personally, it's a lot to deal with. It's, a, it's, a, it's too much sometimes. It's too much. It's too much. And, like, and this is the season. This is the season where it, it, it all starts boiling up to the surface. It's the holiday season. It's winter. You know. They they say like 64% of Americans of people or people, just people, not even Americans, just people dealing with mental illness say they they their 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 conditions get worse during the holidays. And we have to respect that. We have to understand that. There's a lot to deal with during this time of year. And it starts from fucking from, what do you call it? It starts from like Thanksgiving. Matter of fact, it starts during like the beginning of fall. the, the, The sun goes down earlier. And it gets it gets even earlier and earlier and earlier. The time goes by. Now, by the time it's 4.30 in the afternoon, is nighttime. Then you look at that. Then you look at everything that stresses you out about the holidays. Like I said, it starts from fucking Thanksgiving. A lot of reasons, a lot of reasons people are giving like, hey, my my depression and my anxiety is kicking up 
to a thousand right now is 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 for a bunch of fucking reasons, man. Lack of time. The sun is going down. When when do I have time to do things? I don't want to do shit. I want to be home. I want to be nighttime means I'm home. There's not enough hours in the day. Ladies, you know this. You know this better than guys. Ladies, you know this. Especially if you're mothers. There's no time for you. You work, then you come home, and you got to do another job. When do you have time for yourself? I leave I leave that space open for you so you can answer. When do you have time for yourself? You're constantly doing stuff. You're constantly on the move. You don't get to bed until like 10 o'clock at night. You're fucking exhausted. And then at six o'clock in the morning, you got to do the shit all over again. And compound that with the holiday season. It's winter. Kids get sick. People get sick. You can't afford to get sick. So how do you deal with that mentally? There's no time. There's no time. There's not enough time in a day. So that's one of the reasons. Another reason is that the financial pressure, the financial pressure of the holidays is a lot, bro. It's a lot. It's too much sometimes. Like you're. This is the season of giving. You want to get like you, you, you want to entertain. Uh, you want to do your best to to get everybody gifts. But at the same time, you're dealing with. Bills, car payment, hospital bills, rent, mortgages. We're in the middle of a, of a, of a, of a, of a I don't know why I can't talk right now. We're in the middle of a recession right now. But at the same time, you want to give the best gifts to people, to the people that you care about, to show your appreciation to them. To get them something that they love and something that they like. I don't know. Yeah, so like that that financial pressure that people feel, it gets us down. I'm I'm, I'm sometimes in that boat. I'm not doing. I'm not up up. I'm all right. Like, you know, I can still afford a, a vegan lifestyle. But like, you know, financial burden, really financial burden. On, on average. Is a lot to deal with mentally. Besides infidelity is the number two cause of divorces. Now you put that in a holiday season where you feel the pressure. I, I, I have to get everybody gifts. I have to get my kid this, this uh, gift that he wants or she wants. You know. Family gatherings. Family gatherings bring up all these old emotions that you you you've you've suppressed all year until you see them again. So now you have to deal with them. Deal with like certain family members that you don't really walk rock with. They always got something stupid to say. They always got something smart to say.
And let's take and, and let's, you know, while we're on that, your friend your friends group. Your friends group brings pressure too. Like we 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 silently compete with our friends. You know, not all of us are up like the other person's up. You know, sometimes, you know, we like, hey, we I have certain financial burdens and you got to you got to listen to them like uh, me and my boo just came back from Mykonos or we're going and then, you know, in a couple of weeks, we're going to Turks or some shit like that. And then you're over here like, yo, I got. I'm backed up on my credit card bills. I'm backed up on on shit. But you can't you can't let them know that because you want to put your best foot forward for a lot of people. And that's where we put that mask. We put on that mask even with the people that we love. Because you don't want we don't want to be burdens. We don't want to feel like a, 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 a charity case, a sob story. We don't want to deal with this publicly. We want to deal with it privately. So, yeah. So, the, you know, during the holiday season. Um, we deal with it more, man. We get the holiday blues, the winter blues. We deal with it. And I I I don't know, man. Like 55 percent, 55% of Americans deal with the holiday blues. And a lot of us, a lot of us, our our loneliness, especially single motherfuckers out here, like we're out here lonely as shit, and we now we're stuck in a house. You know, we have to see social media posts. Ah, me and my boo thing, we're at the the tree. Uh, we're matching pajamas and all that shit. And a lot of that is goofy. But yeah, sometimes you miss doing goofy shit with somebody. Sixty five percent. Of single adults feel lonelier than their counterparts. It's rough, man. It's rough. I was having a conversation with a uh, <clears throat> with a coworker, and she said that you know workaholics are just people that used to have addictions, and now they overcompensate with working. And they're like, remember why people become addicts. And one of those reasons, one of the main reasons is they're escaping from some from something. So people who are workaholics work and and I'm in like boat like I work like 80 hours, like 70 hours a week. She goes workaholics are escaping from loneliness. They're escaping from the loneliness that's waiting for them at home. And it should hurt my feelings because it, it really resonated with me. You know, it's hard to be home alone during the winter, especially during the holidays. 
So, you know, like I was reading up and I saw a, a, the word Blue Monday. He needed the money. So Blue Monday is an actual calendar date. It's an actual calendar date. It's the most depressing day of the year. Blue Monday is the third Monday in January. And they give reasons. It's messed up. It's messed up that this is, and and, and pretty good reasons, I should say. The third Monday, the blue, uh, blue Monday. Um, and, and, and the reasons that they give that this is the most depressing day is it's been roughly three weeks since since Christmas. The lights are your light should be down. Your lights are down. The food is gone. The fun is done. Family and friends, they went back to their, their to their respective lives. So now you have that, that emptiness. Um, you've gained a little weight during the holiday season. That, that, that really affects, affects your, your mentality. Again, it's, it's darker, it's colder. Like it's dark when you go to work, it's dark when you get home. It's the dead of winter. It's cold. It's, it's literally the coldest part of the year. And all that credit card debt, all that spending that you did in December. Now you got to pay. Now you got to start. All those bills start coming in. Credit cards. Loans for some people, you know, that financial damage is showing its face now on Blue Monday. And then, and then let's not forget the next day off is months away. Months. So, fucking Blue Monday. So now if you're sad on whatever day that falls on, that, that third Monday, there you go. But, again, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this, this story, uh, sharing this, this episode and telling my story. So, because we need to find, we need to find a remedy for it. We need to, we have to help each other understand it. And maybe prevent it. Like we need a people barometer. Like they have all these tools to check barometric pressure to predict hurricanes and to predict uh, tornadoes. But we need one for people. Because a lot of people like tornadoes and in suicides, they always say the same thing. Like, I, it, it came out of nowhere. Like, especially back in the day, like, it came out of nowhere. But, like, now science is like, oh, well, there are changes in the, the air. 
and the soil and whatever, all that shit. So there's ways to tell um, when a storm is on its way. And this is what this is. This is a storm. This is... It's devastating. It is devastating. So we have to find ways to to learn about it, to diagnose it. And I'm not saying to cure it because, it's you know, it's always going to be around. But at least we know we can find treatment, the right treatment for it. To prevent it. I use the word again. We need to prevent these things. You know. We have to look. At what's going on in the climate of the room. When a person's there. When that particular person's there. And we have to start recognizing it. You know. And you know what's funny is that we you know we look at like certain like trigger words like sad, and they you know, they turn they they turn that into uh, a mental health study called uh, what is it seasonal affective disorder. You know now they renamed it like seasonal pattern. You know, and, and, you know, so we are able to recognize it. Like, I think after it's done and, you know, just speaking with uh, uh, people, students, um, you know, it's just people living the day-to-day life, we start learning more, we start gathering information, um, And that's important. You know, we need to pay attention to this like we fucking pay attention to the innovation of of, of cell phones. We have to look at disorders like uh, seasonal pattern or seasonal affective uh, disorder. And we have to look at um, just depression, anxiety, you know, during the holidays and in, in particular um, winter. And we have to see what we can do to, to help these people. What can you do? What can you do to remedy it? Because you can't cure it. What can you do to, to counter, counteract the effects Of said depression and said anxiety. So like, you know, uh, like just reading the, you know, a lot of people um, are giving uh, certain tidbits of advice to to help counteract um, depression. Like, you know, some people say you, you should volunteer, you know. Um, you know, giving back gives you like a, a self, um, it's like self-satisfaction. It can boost your mood, like, you know, just giving time, giving money, donating clothes, donating, um, toys, just that act of giving actually makes you feel better because it, it, it gives you some, some, I don't want to say value. But it it, it 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 makes you feel like you're of of service. And you should be of service to people. Not for any and, and you know what sucks is that some people do see it as a a selfish act. Like I'm helping people, I volunteer so I can feel better. 
But hey, if that if that if that giving if that act is helping you um feel better than and is and, and you're also doing good, then fuck it. Do it. It's a double positive. Um a lot of people say, you know, walk in nature. And me, I'm not in particularly I'm not particularly uh a big fan of nature. But I agree that sometimes we need to let the sun hit us. You know, our serotonin levels are low as hell during the during the winter months. Because we're, we're, we're locked inside. So I say, yo, just go out there, put on a sweater, and go for a walk, man. You know, breathe in some fresh air. Get out of your home. Get out of there. It's is is dark and gloomy in there. I keep my like in in I I have to start taking my own advice in this in this case because I'm constantly locked in my house, especially during the winter. Uh, you should read. Get your brain active. You know. Once your brain goes stagnant, you know, you start getting bored and you start, you know, you start, I guess, once you're alone in your own thoughts, like you start thinking a lot of negative stuff. And in in order to counteract this, you have to start putting new information in. Let your brain work. And, 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 and very importantly, yo, be nice to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Do things for you. Find, find time for yourself. You know, your life can't just be dedicated to serving other people. Ladies, I'm talking to you in particular, in, in particular, where you work, Come home and you take care of your kid. But what about you? You know, go get that Manny Petty. Take a nap. But I can't, Joe. I can't take a nap. Yo, find time to take a nap. You have to do it. You have to show yourself some some compassion. Read your favorite book. Crochet. Do something. Go to a sip and paint. Walk around the goddamn neighborhood. Take some time for yourself. That's what you have to start doing. You got to start treating yourself nice. Buy yourself something. Another thing is journal. They they say journal or have a diary. Me, I just so happen to have a podcast. This actually helps me get my my ideas out. A lot of the times I vent my frustrations on here. Uh just like I used to do when I when I used to make music. I I like I was always depressed, I was always angry and then I was able to put pen to pad and then take Take that song, record it, and just let it out. You have to let your ideas out. That that emotional constipation that you're dealing with, you gotta you gotta loosen it up. You gotta vent. And nobody, you know, if you want to share it, like me, I just so happen to share, like way too much, but I, I just so happen to share. Uh, my thoughts and my feelings and my emotions on on on, on a on a public platform, but if you just want to write it down and just tuck it away, as long as you get those ideas out, that's that's what's important. Because those 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 thoughts they 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 become poisonous. 
in your head. You know, and stay healthy. You know what? Health and lack of health is what affects, it also affects, not, it also affects your, your, your mental stability. You know, stay active, stay, stay healthy, go to the gym, eat healthier, take vitamins, like just stay hydrated, like just treat your body right. It helps. Believe me, it helps. You know, just eating all this bullshit that they put in front of us, the McRib and the fucking the triple whopper and all that shit. That shit makes you sad, bro. You know. There's a lot of things that we can do to, to help ourselves. And to help each other and help one another. Um. Yeah, man. I, I like like I said, man. Just keep your heads up, everybody. And maybe if you you're not going through it, somebody you know is going through it. And we have to we have to pay attention to that barometer. So. Uh, just based on the subject matter, I decided not to do a shower thoughts uh, this week um, because I, it, it didn't feel right. So I'll leave you with one more song, but I I want to leave everybody with this parting message. I love y'all. I love all of you. And you are loved by the people who care for you. You might not talk to them every day. You might not see them every day. But believe me. You're surrounded by people who love you, who need you, who cherish you. And don't be afraid to open up. Don't be afraid to to share. You 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 you'll realize that there's more people dealing with if not the same situation of every similar situation. So on that note, this has been another episode of Unaccompanied Adult, Joe Diaz. Reflections of your strong friend. You need to check up on your strong friend. Nobody ever checks up on a strong friend. Uh, strong friend. I remember 2003 out here screaming, we next. I was gripping that 300 rockin' Rolex GS. I put rhinestones in my do-rag. I put on leather pants. I went to parties just for Bacardi. I tricked, I never danced. All my friends expect to be treated just as my next akin. Eyebrows lift up if I'm out with them and let them spin. The question is, how was y'all problems becoming my problems? I'm already hiding all of my problems behind my pop problems. When I was nine, seen my father beat the shit out my mama. I'm smiling right now, I'm trying not to cry about her. Alcoholic, I just Spent 5,000 trying to buy bottles of Patron again. Now sing along with your strongest friend. Suicide is a suicide. Suicide is a suicide. Suicide is a suicide. Suicide is a suicide. You need to check up on your strong friend. The one with strength that's never gone in. The one with sense, take care of several grown men. Pay their rent, and then they trade on him. The devil play to win. I remember I had my head Campbell and my Mercedes Benz. You probably thought she gave in to the plot of Satan's sin. She got demons greater than you and I. And this message is too denying and the shady. You say we friends? We'll take care of Lyric 80 and Baby Quinn like they Haley then. 
shit is my funeral y'all should play all my songs too hope my body look beautiful while i lay in my strong suit rumors spread about me that ain't true that's how the fake do if i'm a strong friend then what the fuck do that make you check up on your strong friend uh. it's funny they laugh at me because i'm different but i laugh at them because they're all the same kurt cobain We all just suicidal kids telling other suicidal kids suicide ain't the answer. Kendrick Lamar. The worst thing to call somebody is crazy. It's dismissive. I don't understand this person, so he's crazy. That's bullshit. These people are not crazy. They're strong people. Maybe their environment is a little sick. Dave Chappelle. Black people don't know a goddamn thing about therapy. Self. Capital Steez, Ty Hing, Chester Bennington. Rest in peace, my strong friends.